Hey, it is great to be back with you for another episode of Disruptive Voices of the Pacific. I love doing this podcast. I love being able to create content that you can listen to, that can make you think, that can inspire you, that can stir you, that can help you heal. Um, I know I've heard so many people say that um, it's just... It's just been great to hear other stories, to know that you're not alone, to know that you're not the only one struggling with specific issues. So uh, the last few weeks we've been on a theme of the men. As you know, I've probably spent a lot of time working with the women, but I realise if we can help the men, that will help the women. Because unfortunately, unhealed men, broken men who have been abused or traumatised, they grow up to be abusers. And so if we don't help them uh, they continue a vicious cycle in their life and um, so the more we can heal the men that will bring healing to the women that will stop abuse which I don't think it's an area that we talk enough about in fact sometimes um, I hear other NGOs or other women's groups really putting men down uh, and obviously their behavior is unacceptable and it is has caused so much pain but the reason why so often men's behaviour is such a way is because they've been abused themselves, they've been exposed to pornography, they've been raped, they've had issues and they've just never found a space to talk about it. So part of this book is trying to start a conversation. Let's hear the men's stories. Let's, um, and I know the people who have read the book, it's given them more empathy for the men and um, what they've been through. And then just how do we... Um, create spaces where men can speak, um, where they can get healing, where they can find hope. Um, And again, I'm just going to put out some numbers out there. um, If you are listening to this and you have been abused, if you've been raped, if you're struggling with porn, if you're struggling with um, any types of addictions, there's some great helplines in Fiji. Um, Lifeline, their toll-free number is 1543. The Child Fiji Helpline, 1325, and Empower Pacific, 5626. So there are, there are places out there where you can reach. You don't need to suffer alone. You don't need to um, try and sort it out by yourself. In fact, you can't. We need one another. So engage with one of these helplines um, and get help. Brothers, it's time to get help. It's time to stop the dysfunction. It's time to live life in all that God has called us to live. So a few weeks ago, we held a book launch for the Disruptive Voices of Pacific Men. It was a great night. Just awesome to see different leaders from particularly around Suva come together, people to hear these stories. And we heard men from the book share their stories. But also we ended the night hearing from Pastor Ben Morrison. He is the pastor at C3 Church in Suva, but also he runs an NGO called Inspire Pacific. Uh, And it's amazing. They are working with young boys who are juveniles and helping to rehabilitate them back into society. Uh, And so he knows firsthand... um, just the struggles that young boys face and most of them from broken families and so he ends with a bit of hope what can we do to rebuild healthy men in Fiji because it's one thing to point out the issues but we've actually got to come up with some solutions and begin to build into society that which will stop the abuse and the unhealth and the dysfunction and so Ben really talks about the importance of raising up fathers um, healthy fathers that can produce healthy sons 
um, and he uses a lot of stories from his NGO and it's just an inspiring end so enjoy this talk from Ben from our book launch he's a great young man and I love that uh, we are seeing young Fijian male leaders rising up speaking into this space um, and being part of the solution and not the problem just uh, want to uh, honor the men that have shared their stories tonight. Um, it, it inspires us and uh, encourages us uh, in ways for those of you that have shared, um, for you mighty men, uh, that you are changing a generation just by sharing. So I, I want to say thank you for sharing your story. I also want to thank uh, Leticia for for hearing the voice of God and uh, moving forward with this uh, this call to reach out to uh, to men. I've been given the task to somehow paint a, a picture of what the future could look like. And I know that there are men here who probably deserve that more than I do. Uh, men who have had more experience and who uh, have fought the many battles of what it is to be a man, who've been through experiences and encounters far more than I am. As you can see, I'm still a young person. Um, but I thank God for the opportunity and uh, I guess... Um, I'll, I'll share what I believe God's put on my heart based on what uh, we've heard tonight and what I believe uh, God has for our nation. Uh, we have an NGO called Inspire Pacific, and uh, our focus is youth development. We have been working with the juveniles in the juvenile center uh, here in Samambula for a little bit, specifically with uh, young boys. And the stories that we're hearing from these young men uh, are stories that no person should ever face in their life. And over and over and over and over again, as we see these young boys come from the center, we hear the same stories. We hear the pain, we hear of the suffering and the struggles of, I believe, is just a small fraction a small fraction of the hurt and the pain in our young men, in our communities. And so why God chose us to be there, I, I have no idea, but I do believe that these stories need to be heard. And I'm thankful for the men that have shared their stories tonight. Uh, one of the stories that I, I just want to highlight today is the story of a young man who says, uh, he said to me, uh, Ben, these words I will never ever forget in my life. And I asked him, what were these words? He said, these words came from my father. And these words were in Fijian. Translated, I will kill you all. For a little boy to hear those words from someone he trusts, from someone 
who holds in his hand this little boy's future. It affects this little boy in ways that we can't even begin to imagine. This young boy, at his age, he's never been to school. He's become, uh, you could say, the kingpin of the young man in his, in his area. Drugs and sex and um, ice and all these issues. And we look at this young man and many times we think of them as they're just problem children. We label them and we uh, put, we have a stigma, a stereotype that we give to this young man never realizing what could be the story that they carry. And we have no idea that there's so many of our young men that carry, might not be to that extreme, but a similar story. And so the story of Hezekiah is a story of, of a young man crying out. It's a story of a young man who have needs, who have not received what they deserved by God. They have not received from those who they were trusted to what God had purpose for them. So the question is, where is the hope? Where is the hope for our young men? Where is the hope for uh, these young boys? And that's the question that we have. I know it's the question that most psychologists in the world who deal with these kind of issues try to figure out. In talk, talking about behavior therapy or changing lives or transforming lives, it's, it's an ongoing question that uh, the world is trying to answer. But I believe that as the church, we have the answer. And the answer is in one name, it's in Jesus. There's three things that, uh, that we find the answer in Jesus that deals with the problems we face. Number one, in Jesus we find forgiveness. Much of the issues that are carried by young men, they hold on to. And these boys, we're finding the trend that they come out of the center and they end up on the street. And so we see a big number of these boys on the street and they... Uh, go through the cycle and they end up in our prisons. And much of it has because is because they don't know how to forgive. And they can't forgive themselves and can't forgive others. And as difficult as it is, um, part of the healing process is forgiveness. But you see, the world does not have the answer or solution to forgiveness. Because forgiveness you can't force. Forgiveness you can't push somebody to forgive. Forgiveness is only able when you can look upon a love that's greater than your own. To receive the power to forgive. And that is what we see at the cross. The Bible says that we love because he first loved us. Eleven years ago, before we got married, I was fasting for who my wife would be. And as I was fasting for seven days uh, in a little church in uh, San Francisco, uh, after seven days, the Lord showed me a picture. And I'll never forget this. And 
And the picture was that of a cross. And it was the picture of Christ on the cross. And I said, Lord, what, what is this picture? I know you, I know you died for me, and I know, I know that you know, I, I love you, Lord. I'm here and I'm yours. And and he said, Ben, what is that picture? I said, Ben, uh, Lord, it's a picture of you dying on the cross. Ben, what is this picture? Lord, it's, it's a picture of you. You love me. Ben, what is this picture? And I felt like Peter. You know, Jesus was asking Peter the question three times. And he says, Ben, this is my picture. And, and he said, this picture is the picture of my love for you. And it's summarized in one word. It's sacrifice. He said, Ben, if you love, you will sacrifice. And so at the picture of the cross, my foundation of my marriage was founded and it was the picture of sacrifice because I looked on the love of, of a, a sacrificial God who came to sacrifice. And it is on that sacrifice that we receive the power to forgive. That we understand the sacrifice that he made to forgive. To cleanse us of our unrighteousness. So, with Christ we have the power to forgive. Not only that, with Christ we have a future to hope for. Because Jesus went through the pain. He didn't just tell us you can make it through. He went through it. And the worst of pain. Now I'm not saying this because I know what that pain feels like. And uh, for those of our brothers here, I, I, don't, I don't think I could ever imagine what that pain is like. And for the boys that we deal with, I couldn't possibly imagine what that pain is like. But, but I, I believe the hope is in Jesus. Because if he could go through that pain and come out on the other side victorious, then in Christ, we can be victorious through the pain. And God can turn this story around. And he can turn our stories around. And the stories of these young boys. So this is what motivates us every day when we go up to that center and we hear the worst of the worst of stories. We know, hey, you, know, you, might, have a, 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 you might have had a horrible story to start with. But that doesn't have to be the story of the rest of your life. Jesus can turn that story around. Because if he could overcome death and sin, you have hope to overcome that as well in Christ. So in Christ, we not only have the capacity to learn and to live in forgiveness, we also have a future to hope for. And, and the final thing, and this for me is, is the most powerful thing, is in Christ we have the picture of the perfect father. We have the picture of the perfect father. As we deal with these young boys, we're finding that the root of the issue, and I have my personal theory, you could say, it's somewhat biblically grounded. I say somewhat because I still have a long journey to, to you know, put this theory to test and see but I believe that at the heart of the root of society is the relationship between fathers and sons. It's the relationship between fathers and sons. Not to say that the relationship between fathers and daughters are not important, or mothers and sons are not important, or mothers and daughters are not important. But there's something about the relationship between father and son. And I thought, maybe that's what Jesus came to reveal to us. He came to reveal a relationship between a son and his heavenly father. And perhaps he was trying to focus us in 
not just in the reality that there is a God that is divine who wants to be our father, but his love is poured out to us so that as fathers, we can portray the love of the father to our sons and see a new generation of men rising who know the love of the father through their earthly fathers. And I believe this is the heart of the issue. And I believe this is where we are to pray into. Because in Jesus, we see the perfect Father. As a matter of fact, he said, when you look at me, you see the Father. What does that look like? It looks like sacrifice. It looks like forgiveness. It looks like time with people. Loving people. Caring people. Everything that Jesus lived, spoke, and did was a reflection of who the Father was, is, and will always be. It's reflected through the life of Christ. And that is the solution that we carry as a church. That we have been given the greatest gift, God coming to us as a man through his son Jesus. Not just giving us forgiveness, giving us a future to hope for, but also reflecting the love of the Father. I finished with this scripture. I'm trying to be on time here. Malachi chapter 4, verse 5 to 6. The word of God says, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. We may see what may look like and feel like a curse upon our nation with our young men, but I believe God wants to turn that around as he touches the hearts of fathers. So to, to summarize, to finish off here, what's the hope for the future? It's godly fathers. As we rise as men and take our position to understand the importance, not just of what it is to be a man, to be a father, the greatest responsibility in life, to define the destiny of generations to come as you not only bring forth into this world new life, but able to instill the love of the father into their lives, you shape a generation as a father. And this lesson did not come real to me until three years ago when I had my first son. And I tell you, it has changed my life. I've even had to stop ministry or slow ministry down because God's saying, hey, you know what? This is your ministry, your son. If you could pour into your son the love of the father, you're raising a generation of warriors who will love their wives, who will love their sons, who will love their workers. And they will pour the love of the father to everyone that they're connected to. But the responsibility with us. There is a prophetic word that is being released, not just tonight, but I believe in this season. A prophetic word. The voice of Elijah, you could say, that is calling upon fathers to turn their hearts towards God and, and their hearts to return to their sons and their daughters, which will then cause sons and daughters to return to fathers. So my prayer is that we would see godly fathers beginning to rise and take their place in our nation to model the heart and the love of our heavenly father to a nation that needs his love. That, I believe, is our solution. Can I pray? Yeah. Father, I just pray that your will be done 
Jesus would raise up a new generation of young men who would know you, Heavenly Father, and know your love and be able to walk in that love. I thank you, Father, that in you there is forgiveness. And I, I thank you for the healing process that is happening, not just in the lives of the men that is here, but in countless lives of young men whose stories will begin to be heard, who will rise up and, and not just share their stories, but share of the power of forgiveness that comes through your son, Jesus, and the blood of Jesus. Thank you for that healing. Thank you for future, a future to hope for, as you promise us. You alone know the plans you have for us plans for a future. And I thank you, Father, that you would reveal yourself to them as their loving Father. May you do so in your timing, in your purpose, according to your will, for your glory. In Jesus' name. Let the islands hear reason. Let